I definitely subscribe to the theory that uh, Gary Vee has, which is that it's not an or, it becomes an and. Meaning that I'm not choosing if I'm going to do recorded video content or live content, it's an and. You always are going to need both. You have content that is designed to reach wider. It's gonna go beyond your existing audience and the people that you already know. And then you have that content that goes deeper. It goes and reaches through deeper depths with your existing community so that you're consistently going deeper with those relationships. And so you need both. Welcome to the live stream show. What we're going to explore today is this whole thing of dealing with the rapid change that seems to be effervescent. <laughs> day after day, new things are happening. And as you know, a self-identified digital immigrant, like if you're of the generation that, like me, that grew up before the internet, it can feel really daunting and overwhelming to be constantly trying to keep up with all of these changes and all of these new features and all of this new gear and all this new stuff that you need to pay attention to just simply to be able to show up and get your message out and talk to the audience that you would like to serve. So today I have brought someone who is basically a champion of this cause, <laughs> helping people get their message out and serving us all especially us digital immigrants, with getting over this daunting feeling and actually simplifying and streamlining our way of showing up, especially when it comes to social media content creation and video creation, and like we're doing right now, live video. And my guest is Diana Gladney, and she is someone who is this really great up-and-coming YouTube star. And from what she tells me as we were getting on together, a TikTok star. <laughs> so I'm really excited to have her here today. And without further ado, let's start the show. Recorded live in Boston, Massachusetts, this is the live stream show. In a world full of underexposed entrepreneurs, the live stream show is your gateway to a global community of live stream pioneers who dare to go live and create something special and unexpected, which could only happen because it was live. I'm your host, Brad Powell. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to the show, Diana. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. I'm super pumped to be here. Yeah, it's really great to have you here. And so by way of getting started, I know you have been this kind of leader who has basically gone out into the world and figured things out, like found something that like a puzzle that needed to be solved. And you've, okay, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to make it as simple as I possibly can. And then I'm going to show people that number one, it's not so hard. <laughs> you don't have to be afraid of this. And here are the simple steps, you know, so you can do this yourself without going crazy or pulling your hair out. And I really admire that. And could you just describe sort of from the basic realm, like when you first arrived as somebody who goes onto social media to share information, how do you explain your approach that you've been taking? Uh, it's simply video simplified, you know, and all the things that come with it. And so that can be the tech side of things. That could be the software, of course, that could be understanding the workflows and how do I go from my idea 
to figuring out what things are best suited to make that idea come to life and then eventually get that message, that video to do a job. I believe all videos are designed to do a job. And if we can't figure out how to get the things that are inside of us out, then they uh, virtually are irrelevant. And so going from like where I first got started when I was doing uh, video, there was no version of the who I am today and, you know, the, the where I am in, in the marketplace. There's nobody that was that was doing it in that way. Everything was very niche to the photographer, or cinematographer or whatever. And I'm just like, I'm not interested in none of that stuff. I want <laughs> to simply figure out how to do this, essentially, and then get back to the reason of why you created your business to begin with which is usually designed to help solve a problem for people where, well, whereas most educators that were teaching about photography or cinematography or filmmaking and all this stuff, were not speaking to the entrepreneurs that needed to become a content creator or something, I guess that was relatively new or starting to kick on at that point. So I just, when I figured it out, my brain works in efficiency. It, I don't care if it was school or something, I get super frustrated being the kid in class because I figured it out faster but we have to go with the way the teachers teach it and that may be slower. <laughs> so <laughs> when I got to this space and I'm like, okay, once I figured out the way that somebody explained something was just completely awry, I just would say, okay, here's what's important for you. If you're trying to do this, if you're trying to be a photographer, that guy is your, is your go-to. If you simply want to understand the basic mechanics of this, here's what we need to understand. And, and that just really resonated with people in a way I couldn't have imagined. Yeah, I really love that approach to teaching, to education. This whole thing of like, yeah, our experience with traditional education is that it's top-down, lecture-based, and it, it, yeah, it slows you down. <laughs> and it's, it's this thing of like, how can I get like immediately, you know, keyed into the thing that I really need to learn right in this moment that I can literally take and run with it? And this is why I love this approach. The other thing that I love about it is that you are doing this thing of not necessarily coming down like I'm the guru expert who knows all, <laughs> but it's more of you're on this path of exploration of like, okay, well, you know, new stuff is coming all the time. There are new things to learn every day. This is one of the reasons that I actually love doing videos because it's a learning curve for all of us. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, let's, let's together go on this journey where I'm going to go out and I'm going to solve the puzzle. And then I'm going to show you the key. Like here's, you know, the, the missing piece that you can just plug right in here and then, and then you have it all solved. And I just really love that. I, I believe that you took, got to start by doing a lot of this on YouTube. And so, but I know you haven't stopped there. So can you talk a little bit about your own personal strategy on how you look at social media and how you've approached it in terms of like, where did you go and how did you develop your presence in terms of basically creating a relationship and an engagement with a particular audience? Mm, that's such a good question. So I, I would definitely say I started wrong. And by <laughs> nature of doing it wrong, I found by like process of elimination and hiring coaches and stuff. And, and it's crazy because you'll hire a coach and still won't listen. And so, <laughs> and so uh, by process of elimination, it's like you figure out you know, the what are the things that you're doing that's working and what are the things that you're doing that you probably shouldn't be doing? And I think that's the, the key with social media is that just because you can be on a plat platform doesn't mean that you should be. 
And so when I really thought about it, I actually got my start on Facebook uh, because my coach was having success there saying, hey, and at that time, Facebook was the, the place to go. But when I really thought about what is the message that I want to bring and what is that that that, you know, key that I want to help pass out to people, it was going to be through the YouTube search bar. And that had nothing to do with Facebook or the culture of the platform. And so the way that I uh, eventually got to that that place is when I really sat down and I, and I started designing and coming up with uh, what I call social behaviors. And that social behavior is how your target audience or how a defined target audience behaves on a social platform, not how you are grooming them to take this action and get to the end of the video. No. How do they naturally engage with the platform that defines that culture that is there? And it sticks out from people when you skip an ad and it's just very egregious to you. Not because they're doing anything bad, but they clearly stick out like a sore thumb. People do that all the time with their content and they don't realize it because they're not uh, upholding to the social behaviors on the platform. Facebook is not a search engine. People are not searching how to questions. People are not trying to figure out uh, things. They may have those questions, but that's not the platform that they're going to ask. They go to Google. They go to uh, YouTube. Hell, they even go to Pinterest because that has search engine capabilities, but they weren't going to Facebook. And so when I refined that and I st really started to study the platform and how people engage, now we can take a look at where are your people at? Let's be there instead of trying to be everywhere first and then really understanding how they behave there so we can start to see some levels of success. So that's what I would definitely say how I navigated those waters. All right. So we start by focusing on where our audience is. And mm -hmm. then in this case, like I know that you've been doing YouTube content, at the same time, you've been overlaying that with live streaming. So it goes mm -hmm. back and forth between doing relatively shorter form videos that speak to a particular topic or a particular solution, and then these, this longer form content, which is the kind of thing that we're doing right at the moment. Mm -hmm. And so what would you say would be a good balance between those two? And how do you choose the balance that that you've decided upon in your own strategy? Uh, I definitely subscribe to the theory that uh, Gary Vee has, which is that it's not an or, it becomes an and. Meaning that I'm not choosing if I'm going to do recorded video content or live content, it's an and. You always are going to need both. And the way I educate my clients and my community on that is that you have content that is designed to reach wider, it's going to go beyond your existing audience and the people that you already know to bring your content to a broader audience so that people can get to know you, like you, trust you, be educated, informed or changed by your content that you're producing. And then you have that content that goes deeper. It goes and reaches through deeper depths with your existing community, people that are already essentially uh, business terminology will be your warm market so that you're consistently going deeper with those relationships. And so you need both. And so when you have recorded video content that is a defined answer with uh, a period at the end, that six minute and 53 second video versus a 60 minute and 53 second live stream, they aren't like if you're going to the doctor or you're going to your local pharmacy and you have this splitting headache, you have one thing in mind and that is to get pain relief. Well, that's essentially how most people are looking to consume content initially. They're looking for a pain reliever. And so if you present that pain reliever as a very long, it's going to take a while for you to heal up. And it's just like, no, I, I need relief now. That's that shorter, go deeper content, because 
we now have something that will, and sometimes it'll do both. It may connect with the people. So it shows up in search. It's addressing their right now issues. And when they get to consuming it, it becomes a relief for them. Now they, you have enough of that recorded video content. They can trust you. But when you are going live, live is as close to in-person, human to human, belly to belly interaction that you can get. So when you can, when they know that you'll honor their time in those recorded videos, you're not going to waste it. Then they can trust you with that right now, real time stuff in a, a live stream. And so those will go deeper as well with people. And so that's how I define those two things. Okay. So now we're doing, you know, it's sort of yes. And, and I like this because that's a really great improv game. When people come to you with something and you don't say no, but <laughs> and you say <laughs> yes. And, and there is this thing of like, there are other opportunities that appear all the time. And one of the, in terms of social media land, uh, TikTok is one of the newer, relatively newer uh, games on the block of places to go mm-hmm. to use video and to engage with your audience. And it seems to be very rewarding because the algorithm there likes to show your stuff to exactly the people who are looking, whatever it is that you do. And so people go there and all of a sudden, boom, they've got, you know, 20,000 views on a video that they made of themselves standing on their head or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and so you've been dabbling in other ways. And again, like, I just want to sort of blow this up. Like people get tempted by all these things and it sometimes it feels mm-hmm. like a shiny bauble and sometimes it feels like, oh, this is actually useful. And so when you're thinking about, okay, now I'm doing this focused content, I'm using my major platform here on YouTube, but there are these other platforms where I can share and or reshare. Mm-hmm. And so strategically, how do you think about doing, doing that, like approaching these other platforms? Uh, the way that we approach those is we are, where is your primary content going to be? And then where is your uh, associated or related platforms going to be of where your people are? So essentially, if you have where your people are primarily on YouTube, they're primarily on search there, they're looking for things, they're constantly digesting the content there, then that's where they primarily are going to be, depending on the demographic, that social behavior, what their pain points are and all those things. But they also have associated uh, and related secondary platforms, we'll call them. To that point, they may spend that time on Facebook. They may spend that time on TikTok. They may spend that time on Instagram. And so before we even touched anything else, we took about a good solid two years of just secondary content only going to Instagram, no place else, not playing around or spreading ourselves too thin. It was YouTube. And then we would share something to Instagram. And by default, it would share that to Facebook. Uh, So it was no additional work there. We weren't trying to build that intentionally or anything. So that's the thing. It's like, where's your primary place that your people are? Where's that secondary platform that they care to spend their time to? But they are going to behave differently. And again, that goes back into that social behaviors. How are they behaving on one platform versus another? And so that's what we find extremely important Important when we're deciding where to go is based on where our people are. It's not just trying to be everywhere for the sake of being everywhere, because if you're not taking a focused and concentrated effort, then those efforts just kind of fall by the wayside or you don't see the value in doing them continuously. So we just recently like added on TikTok because it is completely no fluff content. Like you have to be at the point there. It is simply scroll up, scroll down and like repeat, like the social interactions are very, very precise over there. So it's easy for people to consume your content because it's quick. So you were telling me a story of, of using content that 
even comes from sometime in the past. I mean, we do all this content mm -hmm. creation and we end up with quite a catalog of content <laughs> mm -hmm. that, that goes, you know, on YouTube, it's fine because it's all searchable and people can see a video that you made four or five years ago and it'll still get views and it'll still get seen and it'll still still be useful. But on pretty right. much every other platform, that's not true. That things get buried in the feed and they disappear and never to be seen again. So, But you right. had this recent, I mean, you've probably done this in many occasions, but recently you were telling me the story of sending a small video on TikTok that you had made, you know, sometime in the last year. So tell that, tell that, retell that story. <laughs> sure. So we had uh, a video that was an interview that I did. It was actually this time last year and it was just a snippet that, that I pulled. And so we put that over on TikTok. We've shared this uh, piece or variations of this piece or snippet, uh, but refined it a little bit so that it's like a really good quick hitters, like 60 seconds or less and posted that to TikTok. That video did extremely well. Uh, it got over 25,000 views in just like a matter of a day or so. And it just continued to do well. Well, recently, uh, as of this week that we're doing this uh, stream, TikTok decided to get you to show your best of uh, 2021. And so I reshared that because that was my best, one of my best clips that have uh, performed well over there. And uh, it's not even been 24 hours and it hit again at like another 10,000 and it was still climbing. So, you know, those good pieces that are recyclable, that still uh, are relevant, like your your content doesn't just have a shelf life of one-time posts. If you're only posting your content one time, you're doing your community a disservice because they didn't see it. They may not have been logged in. And just because some of your audience saw it doesn't mean all. You have been masterful in this whole strategic effort of making primary content and then strategically placing it in the other places where your audience also lives and breathes. Mm -hmm. And and you also have just now created a whole new program based on this strategy. So tell us about that, because this is something relatively new that you're offering, right? Yeah. So this is our uh, Mastering Micro Content course, which essentially shows you like everybody's familiar with um, Gary Vee saying, you know, like post 64 times a day or whatever. Well, that sounds great. And it's it sounds very interesting in the moment. The application and execution of that gets a little bit froggy. It gets a little foggy there for most people. And so we take that same model. We, I love everything that Gary Vee does. However, how can we relevantly make that applicable to most people? whether you're a solo content creator, whether you have a team or you're building a team. So it's no guesswork, even repurpose existing stuff like your blog posts, podcasts and live streams and even regular recorded videos. Right. Awesome. So I think it's about time uh, that we need to wrap this up. I'm looking at the power supply on my poor computer <laughs> and it's down to just a couple no. of percentage, <laughs> percentage points. <laughs> and right now I'm getting the you know, I'm getting the, the little rainbow circle from who knows where. <laughs> and as I like, oh, yeah, the beach ball or something like that. It's got such little power that we may we may be losing the ability to do just about any function. So this has been really fantastic. Uh, we're going to definitely have to look forward to a part two of this. Like everything you're sharing is fantastic for the guys who are still out there and listening to this. Check out Diana's class. 
This is exactly the strategy that I espouse to all of my followers. So this sounds great that she's put it all together and made it accessible for all of you. So thank you so much for joining today, Diana. And for everyone who's still here, thanks for joining. above the center of attention but i'm not i wish i didn't have to give into the pressure i'm posting pictures trying to be someone i'm not it feels just like i'm lying to you i fake it stage it trying to live some perfect life i know i'm wasting time Cause I just wanna call my friends and see what they're doing tonight It doesn't have to be so special I try to be myself, you do the same and we'll be alright Cause this pressure's really bringing me down To start a conversation with someone Just be who I am, I care so much about first impressions Cause I got a feeling that it could be great Skip all the acts, not playing games Maybe ripping it, they ring me and tell you my name Yeah, I got a feeling that it could be great Skip all the acts, not playing games No more consent, they ring me, I won't be ashamed Cause I just wanna I didn't have to give into the pressure. Uh oh.